welcome to our podcast. I'm Trelawney. I'm a relationship coach. I've worked at the high end of personal matchmaking for over 10 years, and I also really love reality telly. Can I introduce you to Andrew? Hi, everybody. Uh, my name's Andrew Parker-Dennis. I'm the MD of the biggest matchmaking group in the UK, Dating Options Limited, um, and I too am addicted to reality TV. Okay, thank you, Andrew. So today we're going to talk about the second commitment ceremony um, in Married at First Sight. So things have happened, developed since we spoke about the first commitment ceremony, but let's see how much the couples have actually moved on. Shall we start with Nathaniel and Ella? Yes, yeah, a good place to start. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll kind of give you my thoughts and then let me know what you think. So obviously Nathaniel is making it quite clear that he's had these deep connections. He's really been in love in the past and he's also developing some strong connections with people in the group. And he seems to be constantly trying to encourage Ella to dig deeper, but it does feel as though he's asking her to give him something that she, if she's just being herself, she just can't give him at this point. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I think, I think at the minute, Nathaniel is only thinking about his needs, his wants, his desires. Ella's almost become second to that. And what that's led to is a question in her authenticity. And I think what we've seen over the last week or two weeks is that sort of strong personality who's fought so much in life slowly being slowly being put out and that flame's getting getting less brighter each week and the sparkle and the sort of flamboyancy that she brings has disappeared um and now she's just left in questioning herself constantly am i attractive you know is there something wrong with my personality am i shallow all these things and, and again publicly voiced which is very hard to handle in front of the group which sure obviously ella get up and walk out not in a tantrum not storming out in any way but just the emotional overload was too much for it to take um so i think nathaniel actually needs to step back now and look at himself and sort of question his behavior um he's done as we talked about last week from outing the fact that at one point she used to be a stripper you know across across the whole whole of the the network to to then just questioning a her actual personality and the fact that she isn't and she's almost like becoming what he what he's expecting by saying yeah i've only just found myself i, I realize i don't understand who i am i think she did i think she was strong powerful and independent woman that seems to have had a light put out at the minute by nathaniel so hopefully she refines that and regains confidence in herself yeah i think it's a it's a illustration of what happens when we're in a relationship and somebody's making us feel like we're not quite enough yeah. in Nathaniel's defense he's just trying to be honest but you can see as you say she's shrinking she looks confused most of the time she's feeling as though she's just not living up to his expectations and it's just really confusing for her and as you say she's now got to the point where she's questioning do I know who I am and I do understand her entire existence for numerous years has revolved around her transition. Now she's transitioned. It's, it's almost that kind of saying, when you get what you want, you know, where do you go from there? When you're trying to become famous or successful, and you reach that point, then suddenly you look around, who am I and, and where do I go next? So she's reached that point of achievement. She is now a fantastic woman. She 
is about to set out on a new journey, but it's not a great help, I imagine, if somebody is pointing out continuously that you're lacking something, you don't really know who you are, you haven't ever been in love. So, you know, are you really going to live up to their expectations? It's quite damaging, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I think, I just think what's quite nice for her is the fact that she's seeking validation from the group. So at least within the group, everybody is turning around and saying, no, you are beautiful. You're funny. You're deep. You're entertaining. You're sincere. So to have to seek that validation outside of a relationship and not from the person you're actually in the relationship with is quite telling. Yeah. And sometimes for some people, a relationship is about getting very, very, very deeply connected. For others, the start of a relationship and building it is about fun and and attraction and I think they're just coming from different places really aren't they yeah I agree I agree and I think I think it will end up being more friendship I I I can't at this point see it progressing to anything above and beyond that but right now I think friendship understanding and caring of somebody's emotional needs is going to be very important to Ella so if that's how it transpires moving forward that's great but I think Nathan Nathaniel sorry perhaps just needs to stop kicking in with such big comments all the time now and accept there's no emotional connection there now and Ella needs to do that and just focus on the support that both of them perhaps need through the process for the rest of it yeah because he's very kind if he realizes he's upset her he's very kind and very supportive but in some ways that maybe makes it more difficult when he's hugging her and saying I'm with you I've got you we're going to do this together if he really senses deep down this is never going to be a romantic relationship it's quite a confusing roller coaster for Ella to be on, isn't it? Yeah, and I think I know he talks about wanting to get deeper, explore deeper, explore deeper, but it's a lack of emotional intelligence if he's not realizing what he's saying is is, is hurtful in its first instant. So perhaps he needs to have a look at his own approach and realize that perhaps he's not as emotionally intelligent as he perhaps thinks he is because otherwise he wouldn't miss these early signals of, 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 of upsetting Ella in the, in the first instant. Yeah, I agree. So let's move on to another couple that we've had concerns about, Ros and Thomas. Yes. Now, Ros and Thomas were back, <laughs> still yes. together. It was a very mixed kind of narrative from them, because on the one hand, Thomas is saying, well, I've kind of pulled back physical affection because I'm not sure how Ros feels. Ros is saying, I'm really not sure how I feel. I personally get the impression she's feeling that there just isn't that attraction and chemistry there. But then they're saying, but we've had a really nice week and we really like each other and we're really getting on. So we're going to stay and keep going. But for me, the fact that Thomas arrived fairly damaged by a previous relationship and to now be hearing constantly, I just don't know if I feel anything for you. I don't know if I fancy you. I don't know if it will ever be there. I don't see that as really helping him to grow. What do you think? No, I agree. I think it's quite damaging for him at the minute. And I think at that at the, again, at, at the commitment ceremony, it was voiced that I don't necessarily find an attraction there. And, and it is confusing because I think with Thomas, he said in the first instance, Ros was saying, well, you, you're not tactile enough with me. At the commitment ceremony afterward, he was saying, well, I do like to give hugs and cuddles. He's scared. He's literally just scared right now. And I think after, obviously, they got physical and intimate, that's bearing his soul. And then straight afterwards, we told, well, 
I don't find you attractive and it did nothing to me. Yeah. That's going to cut incredibly deep. Yes. I mean, that's really crushing, isn't it? You would kind of yeah. want to say, okay, thank you. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to leave now. I'm done now. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm surprised yeah. they've continued. Maybe it's on the back that they've had a good week. They've got on well and they've had more open discussions. The next week, I think, will go either way. I think they'll either move to the next level or I think we'll be seeing those leave the, leave the process. Um, and I hope so for Thomas's point of view because Amrosa's, if she's not happy and she's just trying to move along with it to be damaged limitation to Thomas's feelings, that's not healthy for her because she's always being somebody that she isn't and trying to protect somebody else even though she has no feelings. So I think there's an honesty conversation for them both to have and maybe make that decision whether they stay or leave together as opposed to separately so that they're in unison next week. Yes, I think Ros just looks incredibly uncomfortable all the time. And when she's asked a question, she's hesitant. But the energy that I get all the time is I'm not feeling anything for this guy and I'm just gritting my teeth. Which Yeah, I think it is. And the, she's constantly looking at other couples. Mm. See the loved up ones thinking, I want that, I want that. And then coming back to her own and thinking, but I haven't got it here. And it's almost like comparing. We see that on social media, don't we? I mean, people compare people's lives to what they're seeing, but it's through rose-tinted glasses. And, you know, behind the scenes, as we've seen with some of the couples, it's a different story to what they portray. Um, so, yeah, I think for me, the best thing they could do is sort of this week, find a resolution where they're both happy, that they boost each other's confidence, let each other know that it's okay not to fall in love but we can still be friends, that's fine. Um, and stop forcing something that, for me at the minute, clearly isn't there. It's quite similar to Ella and Nathaniel in one way, isn't it? Because you've got one partner just waiting. And actually, oddly, that's become Thomas, whereas yeah. first of all, it was Ros, just waiting for that green light and to be told, yes, you're enough. Yes, I find you attractive. Yes, I find you interesting. But then how long can they wait? So I think, as you yeah. see, sometimes it, it's kinder to actually decide we'll just be friends. So unless there are kind of miraculous changes, I, I would prefer that, I think, for that, for both couples, actually. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, there comes a point where you get to when you think this isn't going to progress. So let's just focus on supporting each other and be, be, being an emotional support and, and and looking after both interests, each other's interests. So, yeah, we'll see see what happens. But, yeah, I don't hold out much hope there. No, and it is hard, isn't it? When you break up, if a couple breaks up and one wants it and one didn't, it's hard to break up amicably. I can't say that word very well. Amicably. Yeah, no. yeah. um, because one, couple's, one, one half has had their ego dented, their pride injured, and... It, I think that's what makes breakups so difficult, isn't it? Because you both have to be on the same page to progress into a friendship. And usually one partner is driving the breakup and one is trying to hold on or hoping. So it'll be interesting to see how those two couples do handle that if they decide to go their separate ways. Can they actually value the experience they've had together or are the less secure parties going to act out because they're so hurt yeah well hopefully hopefully if well i'm sure it happens on the show anyway when people leave that this there's additional counseling behind the scenes just mm -hmm. to make sure that they understand the self-worth by the time they leave because as we see these sort of experiments can can add to already 
damage that's been given in the past. So you need to make sure that they're in a safe space when they leave the experiment. Yes. So on to happier couples, Tasha and Paul. Yes. And even though they do have their issues because Tasha has clearly been really hurt in the past and she's finding it so hard to believe that this isn't too good to be true and Paul is really real and she's really safe. She's getting there. And when she actually told Paul, although she couldn't say I love you, but she could say I feel safe. That was a really emotional moment. Did you did you find that as well? That it was just opening up. Such a big step, wasn't it? I think they obviously dug down into it to find out and security and safety when trust were the key things for her after the abuse she's suffered in previous relationships. Um, and that can always that that will always follow her around until she finds somebody she can. And I think what Paul provides is the stability in a relationship. She needs the safety in a relationship. She needs the reassurance in a relationship that she needs. And also, more importantly, is not rushing anything. Is allowing it to go at her pace. Yeah, yeah. He's a really emotionally intelligent, intelligent man, and actually one of the younger couples as well. So I, I did think that his approach gives her the space to breathe and at the end of the day all he wants to do is allow her to fly and shine and help her to get there Uh, and that that you know as I say with Paul I really like his approach and Tasha I really like because she's vulnerable they're honest they talk they joke they discuss everything so all of a sudden these commitment ceremonies they're not a surprise with what comes out which we see with certain couples because it's already been discussed and that's a really positive relationship I feel. Yeah I think as you say emotional maturity is we see here how important it is because Paul could be saying, well, why won't you sleep with me? Well, why won't you say I love you love me? You know, do you find me attractive? Is it what's happening here? But instead, he's just kind of accepting we really connect. She is hurt. She's going to need to take her time and I'm going to give her that space. And now they have become intimate and the relationship is growing every day. So it's it's rare actually um, to find that level of emotional maturity, but we, yeah. we just see what a gift it is, don't we? Because he is not allowing the things that Tasha needs to impact his own self-esteem. So the fact it's that she's- not being selfish in a relationship, is he? Is no. not being selfish thinking, this is what I need. All he's focusing on is what Tasha needs. And yet his needs are being met because he wants to care for somebody, he wants to love somebody, he wants the journey. But it's not overcomplicated by thinking with a tick box, well, I want this, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Is thinking, right, Tasha needs A, B, C, so they'll become my priority in order to make her feel comfortable. And that 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 is a very positive relationship and a positive way to approach it as well. Yeah, it's a really big lesson. You know, whatever age we are, emotional maturity can go out the window when we meet somebody new and we get very excited about something. So it's just such a great lesson in not letting what your partner needs impact your own self-esteem. So not being ego driven, you know, if they need time, they need space. That's that, that, that doesn't have to impact the way you feel about yourself. It just is something you're willing to give to allow the relationship to grow. You give. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's the two-way stream, isn't it? So they, yeah. they, they work incredibly well and, you know, they complement each other incredibly well as well. So, yeah, really pleased with those. And I'd, I'd be amazed if anything happens over the next week. I think they'll go from strength to strength, especially now that they have got into the more intimacy yeah. side of a relationship. That's only going to blossom. And, of course, the, the stark contrast to Ros and Thomas, 
after that, it was kind of like, well, that did nothing for me. I didn't feel anything. Whereas both these two turned around and said, actually, that connection's grown even deeper on, on such a more intimate level. So, yeah, I've got strong hopes for those. Yeah. Moving to a completely different kind of relationship, Shona and Brad. Yeah. That's <laughs> a dark you, relationship. You, you face said it all there. So yeah. there were a lot of points that were raised during the second commitment ceremony in with words that Brad was using. So yes. things like, um, what if I allow her to get angry? When will she learn? Shona yeah. saying, he feels like my teacher. What's your take on that? I think they, they skirted around it a little bit because they, excuse me, they didn't want to use certain words but it is basic coercive behavior it's controlling behavior um she's an independent female she's an independent female yes she's she's openly said she can fall in love quickly and different bits and pieces around that but what i'm noticing is brad is constantly trying to isolate her away from every other opinion every other person within the group which of course leads to his complete control talking down to her from you're emotionally immature you're not on the same emotional level as me that's making her then think right all I've got to do is listen to Brad and he can direct me is squashing her into something he wants and control it's quite disturbing to watch if I'm honest at the minute I'm finding it incredibly uncomfortable language I allowed her and even when challenged he said yeah I do want to allow her to do it's not yours to allow relationships are moving together understanding each other's needs it's not ownership in any shape or form and I think that's how Brad's approaching it and whereas when we look at Ella and Nathaniel if we compare the two not in the same way as far as the the, the controlling behavior Ella's got the group to talk to to get that reassurance that she is pretty she is attractive she is a nice person what Brad's doing is isolating Shona away from any positive input from anybody else and that's incredibly dangerous and worrying so there's an eye to be kept on that because I personally think if his behavior continues like that, then that's where the expert should step in and say, look, we don't think this relationship should continue because it's going to be coming far too damaging for Shona further down the line. So yeah, I'm not impressed with Brad at all. We talked last week about the quickness of the relationship and firing into it. And there was always a worry of relationship burnout, which we're seeing now, but not even to burning out, but just this strong controlling factor of what she can say, what she can't say, who she can speak to, how she should speak. Um, yeah, very dangerous and quite disturbing, certainly for me anyway, looking from the outside. And I don't know what your thoughts on it. Well, my thoughts. So you and I both work in um, personal matchmaking. We've both got a lot of experience in the world of personal matchmaking. And I'm quite confused as to why they would have matched such a domineering, overwhelming personality with someone who we can see struggles to voice an opinion. Now, yeah. it was always going to be a little bit of a dangerous mix, I think. So yeah. we see when they ask Shona, what is your opinion? She really struggles. And I don't think it's purely down to Brad. I think she, whatever's, you know, her, her backstory, she's not used to standing up for herself you know she's happy to go with the flow she's very sweet she seems very gentle and they'll say well wh what's your opinion and she'll say I, I I don't really know 
And I don't think that's just started through Brown. I think that probably is a little bit of a trait. So to put her with somebody who is so keen to mould a woman into exactly what he wants her to be, I think was a little bit of a strange move from the makers working on the show. Yeah, I agree. I think you've got somebody who's heavily manipulating and you've got somebody who's easily manipulated. Mm. And that that that's not a great, a great way to be. And even with Brad, I mean, one of the one of the, you know, a couple of days before the commitment ceremony where he told everybody about the what they've been doing um, from a sexual nature, the most personal things you can share with somebody, the most sacred things that should stay within a relationship. Unless, of course, you both decide that you want to speak out about it. Fine. But to be blindsided by Brad telling everybody what they'd been up to showed a complete lack of respect. And again, it beats somebody down and she's come back to him. So now he knows he's got control over the sexual aspect of the life as well. Uh, as I say, it's it's a very dangerous relationship and one that out of all of them, that's the one I would like to see the expert step in and maybe pull that to one side and saying this isn't going to work because otherwise it could be some serious damage further down the line. Yeah, I agree. And when he says, I understand that I need to respect Shona's boundaries more, I didn't. I wasn't necessarily convinced by that because at the end, she just very sweetly said, I love you. You know, she didn't really challenge him on anything. So he knows that he can behave the way that he wants to really. And he says, I don't care about anybody else's opinion. I don't care what the group thinks of me. So... And he's encouraging yeah. her not to care as well. Yeah, and, and yet he did make that, that big speech. Yeah, he made he made that big speech to the whole group. So he does clearly care care mm-hmm. what 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 people think. But I think in in saying it repeatedly, it's kind of convincing himself. But he's not really convincing anybody. I think he's just hell bent on making sure Shona becomes an isolated person within that group, which is far more easier to control than if if they've got people talking to them and supporting them outside of it. So yeah, quite quite worrying really. Yeah, well, let's see what happens, but hopefully Shona will be encouraged to find a voice. I just find it a little sad that she's gonna have to fight so hard in this relationship to find her voice, but I don't think she really understands the impact of that over time at this point. She's blinded by him and she, obviously she's kind of feels as though she's in love with him. And sometimes it can take years, coercive control. You know, once you're in the grip of that, it can take years to realise what's happening to you, if ever. So I think think I put her in a difficult spot there. Yeah. Brad, I think he'll say everything he wants to say, talk down. He always finishes it with, I love you. As if so, everything I've said is okay because I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to follow it all. Don't worry, I love you. And that, that, again, that that's look. Does he love her? I don't think he. I think he's. I think he's weaponized the word love mm. in order for her to accept everything that's said before. Um, so yeah, I, I, yeah, you can probably guess I'm not particularly keen on Brad. No, no <laughs> me neither. So Jay and Luke. Now I found it a little bit interesting this week because we've been big fans, and I still feel they've got a great relationship. But we saw a little bit of a side to Luke because obviously Laura felt very upset she felt that he judged her very quickly and when she was expressing that during the ceremony I could see on his face he wasn't really feeling very much empathy towards her he was very much I I just got the impression he was literally I don't like you I do believe that you are a gold digger stuck up etc but you know I'll kind of try and humor you right now but 
this is what I think of you. And yet, when he was speaking and he said, I'm so happy that Jay accepts me for who I am because often I don't feel good enough. He's obviously been judged or he feels he's being judged and he really dislikes that. But he's kind of projected that onto Laura by saying, you think you're better than me. You think you're better than us. Whereas actually it's probably his own inferiority complex coming out there. And it just wasn't very nice to watch. What did you think? No, I agree. And funnily enough, I, 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 I will make a note to say, I think his own insecurities are his problem. So sometimes people will try and shine at the expense of others in that environment. And that's essentially what he's doing. And the, the worst part of it is he doesn't need to. He's in a really happy relationship. He doesn't need to involve himself with outside of the group and sort of look around and say, well, we're better than them. I mean, it was funny when they did the task at the dinner party and it was actually Jay and Luke who had to place everybody. I think that played right into his position. So right, I can I, I put everybody who I like here and then I'm going to make a point of pulling down everybody else I can in the group who I feel I need to. And that's, that's not a great trait. It's not what you want to do, but he just needs to focus on where he is because they are in a good place. I do think they're in a very solid place. I think there's an understanding acceptance between themselves. There's a deep connection. They talk, they laugh, they communicate. Um, there's no reason to start targeting the likes of Laura, who's, who's had a tough week anyway. So it makes me wonder if Arthur was there, would he have said it? Or is I it because... Say not. No, because there's an isolated female yeah he's feeling he can target and prey on that so he needs to perhaps have a look and look at himself in the mirror and ask himself the question if that's right and for me i don't think it was he didn't show remorse and then to open up and obviously show the emotion he did to get the support of the rest of the group it seemed quite calculated to justify what had been said but we'll see how that plays out for the first time i'm a little little bit worried about jay because what happens as life goes on and there are people he decides he doesn't like, he decides are stuck up, he decides think they're better than them. You know, is that the way that he behaves? If if I if you if you trigger my insecurity, I'm going to isolate or bully you, you know. Yeah. And I know bully is a strong word, and but just, there just seem to be that that possibility of that kind of behavior purely because. As you said, there was no remorse. He was just looking, oh, I'm surprised. I'm surprised she's upset. Now she's crying. And you could just feel in his, you know, stuck up girl is now crying. I don't care. Rather yeah, than actually seeing her as a human being. He sort of thought, oh, she's playing the emotion card. And I actually think that what she was being was very honest. And when she talked about her dad and the fact that she, she was a strong, independent woman, which she is, and actually one of the strongest, because with her and Arthur, that connection wasn't there, but she didn't turned to the rest of the group at the time. She wasn't, you know, crying or getting upset or angry. She's actually guided Arthur to a better place and to being a better person. That's a strong, a strong woman who's in control of her own emotions and her own destiny. She doesn't need other people's money. She might like the yeah. finer things in life. That's fine. If she, if she wants to go down that route, it's absolutely perfect. But... I think um, Jay has a little, uh, sorry, Luke has a little bit of jealousy about that mm. and, and perhaps wants to judge. And, you know, the worst thing you can do with anybody is judge people on first impressions because often you can end up with a little bit of egg on your face because you get it all wrong. But once it's out, out there in the open and said, 
there's no taking it back. But I, it wouldn't surprise me when Arthur's back. If he pulls Luke to one side, I think he will, if I'm honest. Yes. And I think he'll have a chat with him and just say that's completely unacceptable behaviour. Nobody's talking about yourself or, or, or Jay in any negative way. So please don't don't talk about Laura in that way. And I do think I do think Arthur will stand up to the plate. And that could be the catalyst that pushes Arthur and Laura along to the next level. So in some respects, it could work out incredibly well for them in the relationship if Arthur responds in the way that I hope he will. Yeah. I think it was very sad to see a strong woman who's been very supportive to her partner targeted as soon as she's alone. Yes, I agree. She uh, felt like she was walking into a lion's den and, and um, that's it. When I've had times when I've been single and I've been mixing with friends and couples, I've never, never found an issue. But I know a lot of single women do find an issue that when they're in a group, they will be targeted for all different reasons. So, yeah, I I was very sad to see her broken down that way. I hope that Luke reflects on his behaviour, but unfortunately, I just didn't see any sign of that. It might it might come out when the group the group might say actually yeah. you you were out of order there and and that sort of public questioning I think I respond to because I think Luke epitomizes somebody who wants to be liked mm. in so many ways he likes to be liked is a joker is the is the person who's he, he actively says yeah oh, my friends all think you know I'm funny and you know so to have people question that will make him feel uncomfortable because he he's a, he's a pleaser. Um, you know, the con the contrast to somebody like Brad, who doesn't care, apparently, about what people think, I think Luke does. And I think it will play on his mind. And as I say, um, I think it could be the catalyst to move Arthur and Laura for forward. Um, and also, Laura's changed, but changed everybody's perspective, because perhaps a few of them were thinking the same thing. And actually, yes, she may have a slightly posh voice, not particularly, in my opinion. She might dress well. She might take pride in her appearance. That's not for any man to judge. No. You know, in any shape or form. You know, pe people are allowed to dress, but there's still that, I suppose, misogynistic undertone where people think, well, I can I can question a woman on their behaviour or what they do. Well, no, you When can't. they're on their own. Exactly. Yeah. When they're on their own and there's, there's a, they feel there's a vulnerability. It's not a great trait from me, that. No. Well, we're just about to run out of time. Um, so I wanted to ask you really quickly, and it will have to be a snap, snap answer. Yeah. Couple you're feeling most hopeful for, couple you're feeling most worried about after last hopeful. night. Tasha and Paul, really full yeah. of hope for both of those. Um, most worried about, um, I would say, I'm worried about Shona and Brad, purely that I'm concerned about Shona and the way the relationship's developing. I think there'll be others that fall away, such as Ross, Thomas, Ella and Nathaniel, but the one I'm, I am worried about is, is, is Brad and Shona because of Brad's behaviour. Okay, thank you, Andrew, and I can't wait to see you next week to see what's been going yeah. on. Yeah, okay. you too. Thank Take you. Care. See you soon. Bye-bye. See you.